Napa know-how. Why should you get a five-quart jug of Napa conventional oil plus a Pro Select oil filter for $15.99? Because the dog days of summer are just as hard on your engine as they are on you. So get your five-quart jug of Napa conventional oil plus a Pro Select oil filter for just $15.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.19. Welcome to the Jarjour Brothers Podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded version of our show, Sans Sports, a daily debate show about sports. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjour. And I'm George Jarjour, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sant Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Also, do not forget to tune in to our live Facebook show Monday through Friday. 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in at facebook.com slash S-O-N-T live. And I'm glad to be here in Seattle, but stay cool, America. But first, please enjoy our intro music by Jacob West. We know why I know you know we know why you fill in my baseline, fill in my, fill in my baseline, you fill in my baseline, you fill in, you fill in my baseline. Good afternoon and welcome into Salt Live. You're watching episode 363 of Salt Live. And this is that being said of George and Sammy Georgeur. Today's episode is brought to you by Freshly and we'll get into that. Congratulations to the Eagles and we'll get to that. I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur and we're coming at you live and direct from the Salt Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today. Whether that be on Facebook.com slash Live, our personal periscopes, I'm G. Georgeur, he's Georgeur Sammy, or YouTube.com slash Sports. This is Sports Radio. Redefined. Today's episode is brought to you by Freshly. Use promo code SANT, that's S-O-N-T, and you will get, what is it, third? You'll get $40. $40 off your first two orders, and that's $39 for six meals. It's fresh food, never frozen. It's a perfect way to start off your new year. So go to Freshly.com today and and use promo code SANT and you won't regret it. Uh, Dane Archer said, I shouldn't have listened to you guys. Pick the patch, shaking my head. Redefine Sports Radio by making me money on my picks. Actually, if uh, we're going to be all honest here, George, who did I take betting-wise? You took the Eagles plus four and a half points. So if you listened to Sammy this week, this week <laughs> you might have won some money. You would have. I, I said Eagles plus four and a half. I said Pats will win by three, unless you're picking on the money line. Maybe that'd be different because we did both say Pats yes, to win. To win the game. Um, now, the money line. Uh, speaking of a money line, the better X in Las Vegas did win, bet ten million dollars supposedly on the game through multiple sports books because no sports book is going to take a one ten million dollar bet, and he did win that ten million dollar bet. So congratulations to Better X. Uh, I'm sure you're having a really great day. As much as the Eagles are having good days and they're happy. Uh, the only person who probably made more money than better X on this Super Bowl game was Nick Foles because of a contract he's about to get. Yeah, true. I feel that. Gabe said, what a fucking night for football. Congratulations to the Eagles, and we had a great game last one for the ages. Um, one of the better games of all time, actually, if you really consider it. I mean, The most yards in history of any football game ever. Yeah, and, it, and just in general, it was one of those interesting games where – by the end of the game, I had a feeling that there was a chance for the Pats to come back two different times in the last two and a half minutes, which really added the excitement to the game. And although it did not go the Patriots' way, 
I mean, it was one of those games that you didn't assume it was over until literally the Hail Mary was dropped. You know, right. like at all moments, I was like, there could be a situation where Tom Brady makes a throw here or something happens that the pass can come back. If it was any other team, maybe not. But because it was the Patriots, I did see that. And um, the Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champs. And Nick Foles is the Super Bowl MVP. has a Pro Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Yet. Nobody's giving him these uh, regular season MVPs, which is yeah. Odd. It's gonna be interesting to see uh, where where he ends up going because the narrative here is definitely, look, they're gonna go 15 years of Carson Wentz rather than another year or two of Nick Foles. But who says no to this trade, Sammy? I'm Cleveland, right? I call Philadelphia and I say I'll give you the first and fourth pick of a draft for Carson Wentz. Who says no? Fuck. Um, right. I mean, I know it's not gonna happen, but in this world of fake scenarios and fake trades I don't know who says no to that I mean if I was Philadelphia the only reason I could consider saying yes right you you gotta consider let's say Wentz isn't ready by the start of next year right which he's it's more like a Bridgewater injury he's on schedule to be back around the beginning of a season he might not play the first couple games he might not and so you can get those picks and Let's be honest. This is, I know a lot of teams want to find their long term, long term franchise quarterback, right? But let's say right now in the NFL, there's only a handful of teams that actually, with their long term um, quarterbacks, that are actually successful for a long time. Right. And right now in the NFL, you got Big Ben who keeps going to the playoffs, and you got Tom Brady, but you even people will tell me, what about Drew Brees? The Saints went six years, was or five or five years? I think it was three years, but five out of the last six. Six, not making it to the playoffs, yes. even with their long-term quarterback, right? So right now you have a team that is going to win. Like, this is this is their window for the next right. couple oh, of yeah. years. And now, do I think Carson Wentz is probably better for this window? Yes. But if you know you can win with this guy, and you're going to return some of these players, and you're going to get those kind of picks... Yeah. It would be hard to say no, but at the end of the day, I think they would take their franchise quarterback over over the picks. Yeah. Because you mean, never know too. the draft picks. It's a fun scenario to look at, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think really, I actually think Nick Foles is going to stay in Philadelphia, um, and I think he's going to start the beginning of the season because I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be completely ready by the beginning of the season. Now, the interesting thing here for Philadelphia is – what do you do if Nick Foles starts off four and zero, five and zero? I, I mean, you, do you mess with the mojo? Do you not mess with the mojo? I mean, we know, like we said, we know Carson Wentz is a more talented quarterback. But instead of thinking about this, Sammy, let's think about this. Where is the most likely you think landing spot for Nick Foles if he was to get traded? Who should go after someone like Nick? See, Foles? this is why this one's so hard. Who should go after? It's the same list as Kirk Cousins, right? right. But now I know in free agency, it's in a lot simpler situation. Right? Who has the money to pay him? And where can they accept the deals? When it comes to trading, I, I, I mean, we all know, especially with a quarterback, we haven't seen too many, like, quarterbacks being traded throughout, like, the NFL. Like, a starting quarterback, right. like, a Kirk Cousins, even. Now he's in free agency. Like, the Alex Smith trade. We don't see that often. No, Alex no. Smith for a pick and a top corner. So I don't you know. You don't see trades in the NFL that often. That often. Sometimes you see like a receiver being traded right. or like one O-lineman. I mean, the Seahawks got an O-lineman. There was a couple of receiver trades like Sammy Watkins to the Rams. Right. But like quarterbacks rarely get traded. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure how big of a value people would be 
or the Eagles would be expecting for a guy like Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't know what teams would have that availability to give it up or not be able to give it up. But at the end of the day, it's kind of the teams that don't land um, Kirk Cousins that are going to be going after Nick Foles, probably the Denver's, the Jacksonville's, right. the Arizona's, Jets, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's some teams maybe like the Jets. Will they actually go after him? I don't know. Maybe they see him as the same as having a Josh McCown. Um, yeah, about like, the same. But I, I mean, I think if Josh McCown was on the Eagles, maybe he'd be doing the same kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, that scheme they, that the Eagles put out yesterday was just fantastic, and I, I'm with you 100. percent Do we know? No. Could it? Could it have been? Could Nick Foles be exactly? This is not. This is not a Trent Dilfer situation, right? I mean, this is not saying like because he went out and put up points. It's not like he's a disaster or a below average quarterback. I think people just missed on Nick Foles. I think that's the whole the whole thing I'm going to take out of this. And the thing, the bigger thing I'm going to take out of this is goddamn Jeff Fisher. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's why I don't think they missed. So, yeah. but keep going, keep going. I'll get that's to what I mean. Saying. Like people missed because they saw him play under Jeff Fisher. He looked like a disaster. Oh, they missed on like the second or on the, second, on the time, second coming. time coming. So I think he's actually a legitimate starting quarterback in this National Football League. And if he wants to leave Philadelphia and go somewhere. He can, but either way, he's a folk hero in Philadelphia. I don't think the, the fans will, will welcome him in with open arms, and they'll also understand completely if he wants to go get a starting spot somewhere. So did he get hurt in 2014, his next year in Philadelphia, when he only played eight games? Because yes, he had 13 he games in 2013, 21, 27 touchdowns, two picks, and then he went 13 touchdowns, 10 picks, um, on 59 completion percentage, eight games only, though. So I don't know if he was right. hurt. I think he got hurt. And then St. Louis, awful. Seven touchdowns, 10 picks in 11 games. Kansas City only got three games. He played okay. And then now back in Philly, even in the regular season this year, remember, he played okay, right? But right. here's the thing. We've seen if you put him in the right system and give him the right play calling, mm-hmm. he can be a little bit above average, which is the interesting 100%. thing. 100%. But see, here's something I'm taking out of this. I think we need to stop overreacting when a backup quarterback comes in and doesn't look good in his first or second start. Um, like that Raiders and Cowboys game. It's like exactly. he hasn't played all year. Actually, he hasn't played more. He played three games in 2016, 11 games in 2015. He hasn't had a full season since 2013. Yeah, I think you need a sample size of three, four games before you can determine if he's going to be a disaster or not. I think we watched those two games and we just determined, oh, this guy's no good. Yeah, and we moved on, and and I mean, this is one of the most surpri- I mean, if surprising stories in the playoffs. I mean, I'm not, I'm gonna sit here. I said, I mean, I picked them against the spread both weeks before, but I also picked them to lose the game both weeks before as well. I didn't think they were gonna get into playoffs as a one seed, run the table, get to the Super Bowl, and then Nick Foles is gonna help the Eagles put up 41 points. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna agree with you for the most part, but I wasn't that shocked yesterday, and that's why. Right, I wasn't that I, shocked yesterday. I picked against the Eagles on the spread and straight up every single week since Carson Wentz was out. I thought against Oakland. I thought against Dallas. And I was like, correct on the Dallas. I ended up being, I mean, I think they were like seven, eight point favorite against right. Dallas. It was a, what was a 6-3 game. <laughs> Something like six that. 6-9. to nine. I bet against them every single week on the spread and straight up since Carson Wentz was out until... This week, I still bet against them. Let's say on the money line, I would have bet against them. But I mean, on yeah, on the money line. But on the spread, I said Eagles plus four and a half because if you watch this team, you realize Nick Foles has the capability to be in the right offense mm-hmm. to get things done. And the way they play, 
that fast offense. It seems when you watched it, it just it's not that it was like a no huddle, like impossible speed, but like I just felt there was a flow with their offense. It was never stagnant. I, I didn't I see many incomplete co- passes. I think that's where football's going, though, right? I mean, it's almost like a college esque offense. It's not a yes. college offense. And the reason I like that to finish off what I was what I was going to is. That Patriots defense, everyone knows. If they have any weakness, it's not the red zone. It's in the open field when because they're, they're slow, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone knows, this Patriots defense is slow off the edges. They're just a slow, older defense, and maybe that's why they're good in the red zone because they don't have to cover much ground and they're they're talented. We know they're well coached, but the Eagles took advantage of them being slow throughout the whole place. Nick Nick Foles didn't get sacked once, mm-hmm. and he had his time to look around, wait until they got separation somewhere on the field. I mean, I don't get me wrong. He made some phenomenal throws right. that I did not expect he could make. There was also a lot of open throws up the middle that he was making and a lot of dump-offs and a lot of good run game for them. So I just – going into this week, as much as I was – the reason I said the Patriots would win but I took the Eagles on the on the, on the spread is because I had a feeling something bad was going to happen, but I just couldn't muster up the courage, courage to bet against the Pats because I thought – it would end the way I thought it was going to end last night is them driving down the field and scoring to win the when game. it didn't actually happen. But it was in the exact same situation that I was used to seeing, and I thought it was going to happen all over again. But it just didn't. And that's really the reason I took the Eagles because I knew there was going to be that moment. I just thought the Patriots would succeed in that moment. But if they didn't, I knew I would be covered in that sense. And so it, it covered. And I, But Nick Foles... You know, two things. You said don't overreact about the first couple weeks, you know, when you see a backup. We also shouldn't overreact about this playoff run because there is a certain point where he might not be as good as we're seeing right now either. Um, You saw a Case Keenum, a backup-type quarterback, look great a whole year and then kind of struggle a little bit in the playoffs. These guys have their peaks and valleys. They're NFL quarterbacks for a reason. But what we're seeing right now from Nick Foles, what we saw when he started the year is not fully him. What we're seeing right now is not fully him either. Right. No, no, you're absolutely right. And here's something I want to kind of take away from this game as well, Sam, is this – I mean, let's look at Andy Reid and the Andy Reid offenses and what kind of things go about those. The Patriots week one of the season played Kansas City, and that's when they looked their, at their worst defensively. And now they play Doug Peterson's offense, who it was a coordinator and quarterback coach underneath Andy Reid, and he looked horrible defensively. I don't know if what it is about this scheme, this really quick one-option read, uh, quick throws that really gives the Patriots a lot of problems defensively and schematically. But I'm—I mean, yeah, he's beaten Andy Reid in a Super Bowl before Bill Belichick. But it just seems like it's weird that these Andy Reid type of offenses continue to give Bill Belichick, uh, Matt Patricia, and the rest of the New England Patriots trouble. And we have. Um, I mean, Matt Patricia is going to be out as defensive coordinator, and uh, didn't look that great yesterday. Uh, but it looks like Greg Schiano is going to take over his spot over in uh, New England if if Belichick stays. If Belichick stays, which um, he's staying, which he's staying. I, I I don't foresee. I don't think Belichick is going to go as one of the best defensive coaches in history of football. I don't think he's going to uh, leave uh, after giving up 41 points in the Super Bowl to a backup quarterback and end his legacy like that. I think he'll be back for another year, possibly two. Um, I don't look. We've counted out the New England Patriots dynasty multiple times. Yeah, we've counted out the San Antonio Spurs in basketball, and these teams still find ways to be relevant. So I'm not going to sit here and say the Patriots dynasty is over. 
But it's definitely this part is over. This like five year run with the McDaniels, the Patricia. We're gonna have to see a different type. They might be more of a smash mouth on defense. They might run the ball more. Maybe they go after a running back or a big name receiver this off season. I just think we're gonna see a different variation of the same thing. Yeah, but that means the dynasty is still there. If they make right. it the Super Bowl next year, we're not going to say it's a different. Right, we're not going to say it, so, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a culture shift going I, into next year. I season. think yes and no. I mean, once again, though, this is – got to remember who's at the realm. If Bill Belichick's still at the realm, he's not – I don't think he – and this is a – this could be kind of a negative on him too. Mm-hmm. He might not embrace a complete change. Right. So uh, let's be realistic. He's probably going to be looking for replacements that are – Somewhat similar, right? Yeah, well, and people like Greg Schiano, who he's worked with in the past. Yeah, because he doesn't want a complete shakeup. Right. He doesn't want, and he's embraced little shakeups. Like, yeah, you get a big name receiver in Randy Moss, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not that big of a shakeup. Right. You're just picking up one of the most athletic receivers of all time, mm-hmm. saying put him in the offense. Like, okay, great, good idea. Um, so I don't foresee him changing too much his dynamic, and I mean that's part of. Honestly, something that I think can help and hurt him sometimes. Right. For example, we've talked about this. We've, we haven't talked about it on the show, which we'll get to, like the Malcolm, Malcolm Butler kind of thing. No, nobody's still 100% sure what happened with Malcolm Butler. But I can tell you it goes back to something about Bill Belichick that it's either his ego. And I told George this. Tony Gonzalez said this today on TV. He said, egos have no amigos, which is the truth. Like once you have an ego, nothing, nothing's going to let you change the way you are. Right. And so – he could, to a fault, down the line, end up hurting himself if he doesn't embrace any type of changes. And right. we've seen that in certain places in basketball, college basketball. Bobby the Mike Knight. Bob Knight, Mike Shashevsky did it for a little bit, and then realized, you know what, one and dones are where it's at. So, yeah, so I'm gonna that's do the it. Only way to win. Remember, Kentucky for like three or four years took all of the Duke type of recruits, and then all of a sudden Shashevsky said. I'll take recruits that are one and done now. And Kentucky has been on a little bit of a downward turn. They're barely in the top 20 right now. I think they're 19th in the nation. They haven't been winning as much as they were because you got guys like Mike Krzyzewski that come in and say, I'll embrace this now. So that's the biggest thing with Bill Belichick. I think he just, they're going to have maybe a little bit of a shakeup like you're saying, but I don't think he'll make too big of a shakeup because I don't think he's embracing the change. I don't think he needs to. You're talking about shakeups and changes, but... They were just in the Super Bowl last year, won. In the Super Bowl this year, almost won. Don't be shocked. I think Vegas has them as favorites for next year already. And they should be. They're probably going to be the best team and probably still have maybe the best quarterback. I mean, no, we all say we're waiting for Brady to to go away. But, uh, I mean, look, they didn't lose that game because of Tom Brady. He broke the record. He had 500-plus yards, most yards ever in a Super Bowl. Uh, If Brady gets you 33 points, you should win the game. Exactly. Against a backup quarterback. It's not a backup. Uh, our good friend Thomas Bright, we were watching the Super Bowl with yesterday, told me the greatest line. Mm. He's not a backup. He's not. He's right. Yeah. He's not a backup. He, he was he, a backup. He was a backup for this yeah, team, he but he's a not backup. a backup quarterback. He's better than a, a decent handful of starting quarterbacks right. in the NFL. Absolutely. So I, when he started saying that, I, I slowly started to shift my mind to, like, he's right. It's not a backup. Like, he happened to be a backup for this team, but he also has been a Pro Bowl MVP. You kept telling me that, and I'm like, that's a good point. And – He's not a backup. I mean, he probably would have been a better option for a Jacksonville team this year. Yep. Maybe the Jets. Maybe the Bills. Maybe the Bills would have put up more than three points against that Jacksonville yeah. team and made the second round of a playoffs. Or Jacksonville would have beat the Patriots right. with a quarterback like that over Blake Bortles. There's just so many different, you know, uh, people that you could have added that would have made this a little more of a difference. 
And that's where I'm a little like he's not a backup, but he is a backup. But it's it's really right. it goes back to the Pats D. It's not Tom Brady's fault. That's where it's, I was gonna go to. Yeah, it's it's not Tom Brady's fault. It's the Pats D, and I just don't know. I don't want to use that Malcolm Butler thing as an excuse either because I don't think just plugging in Malcolm Butler would have made them win the game yesterday. But there's a certain point where, like you're saying, this, they're not going anywhere right. when they have Tom Brady. And if you think Tom Brady's aged or because he lost the Super Bowl or whatever, like you said, he threw for 505. Yeah, and the funny thing is, though, there's one. La- this is my last point on this whole entire defense. We can then shift to the comments, and we'll t- come back and talk about Gronkowski and all that crazy stuff going on behind this. Uh, if he's if, Considering retiring or not, I don't know if he is. But the one thing I want to take away is, like, look at Blake Bortles against the Patriots. He probably had his best game of his season. Nick Foles probably had his best game of his season. Alex Smith had his best game of his season. All of this against the New England Patriots defense. And that's why, like I said, I'm not going to blame the Malcolm Butler um, benching for the loss. But it makes you want to scratch your head sometimes. The guy played 97% of snaps. What happened? Is it an ego thing? Is Bill Belichick reaching too hard about, you know, making the cultural culture move, which is, you know, one no one's above the team? I don't know what happened. No idea. I can only sit here and speculate. But it's no surprise to me that, or it is a, it is a surprise, but now when you look back at it, it shouldn't be a surprise that Blake Bortles, Alex Smith, Nick Foles all had their best game of the season against this New England Patriots defense. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting that that's happened. Um, but yet again, they did give up the least amount of points or yards right. since week seven. So uh, The last two weeks, so Jackson. The last two yeah. weeks, but they won last week. But uh, So, I mean, this is where I always try to not have the overreactions because they did win. Right. I mean, they did win their first two playoff games. They were in the Super Bowl, right? So one bad game, is it that big of a deal? Oh, no, not necessarily. No, no it just happens to be that. I've talked about this. The reason football is so much easier for the underdog to win is because it is one game. Yeah, if they play that game ten times, the Patriots probably win seven. Yeah. Probably. I mean And I don't know if Nick Foles makes that throw to Alshon Jeffrey or that throw to Clemente or however you say his name. Yeah, which by the way we'll get to in a second. I still don't think it's a catch. Um the Irk, Zach Ertz one is, but the Zach Ertz one is a catch. Yes, but the other one I agree, should not have been a catch, and that's not also not an excuse. I'm not. No, that's not why they lost the game. Not why they lost the game. But, but. I, I, I'll I'll get to that more in a second. But do you think that the refs have gotten so blinded by everyone saying, "Oh, they're on New England side. They're on New England side. They're on New England side." They didn't have the guts to actually overturn the call. No, no, you don't. I don't think there's any favoring of New England. No, I don't no, think. No, I, don't I know what you said. Yeah. I'm just answering the question. There's no favoring of New England. I don't think the refs care if people say they're favoring New England. Mm-hmm. If you're not actually favoring New England as a ref, by people saying that's not going to affect you. Okay. Now, if you're a ref that, for some reason in the world, they are they they personally feel like they favor New England and they hear that rumbles, then that could affect them. But I'm just saying, if you're a ref, I, a lot of different sports teams or cities or this will always complain to you about the opposite of what your team right. is. So I'm sure even if they heard the New England talk, if they feel like they call the games fairly, they're not going to lit talk about they favor New England actually, you know, Effect, affect the way them. they make calls. Yeah, because I mean, and still, it, it, it. The thing is, people want to complain about oh, people favor New England and all this. New England just doesn't get. Um, he just doesn't get penalized. Like they just don't get penalized because they're a smart, good team. Yeah. 
So people always think they're being favored, but they're not really being favored. They're just they're just, they're just a better team. And if they are being favored, Brandon Cooks would have that would have been a helmet to helmet, which by the way, it was. I don't like that rule because in that situation, Makeham Jenkins is coming at one speed and like wherever Cooks moves, that's not his fault, right? 100%. And vice versa. Um but there's many weeks where we see things like that where if the Patriots are really being favored, this would happen. I don't think the refs really care about that. What they're trying to do is the last thing they want to do is also be criticized for favoring a different team in a different game. They just want to make the right call at the right time. Fair enough. I just think the refs are also as confused as the common fan on the catch rule. Yeah, they shouldn't be as confused, but it seems like they are. Yeah, but he – but they are. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some of the comments. Um just letting you guys know, today might be a little bit of a shorter show. I am under the weather extremely. Like, like it's not good. Get but, well uh, soon, Sam. <laughs> but I decided to come in do the show because why not? It was Super Bowl Sunday yesterday. We did do an hour last night. If you didn't catch that, I know some of you on here were on there last night. But we did do an hour last night. So if you, if at some point today you want some more song live, go check out last night's episode. It was great. Um, it went really well, actually, for our first nighttime type of episode. But uh, today will be a little bit shorter because we're probably not going to jump into too many other topics other no, than we'll the Super leave, Bowl. We'll leave them until tomorrow. Probably. And to the rest of time, 215 days without football. We have a lot of basketball and other sports to talk. And uh, that, we don't. You, you just. I, I think I'm done. I'm walking out. 215 days. That's how many 215 days. 215 days without football now? What, what the hell am I supposed to NFL do? NFL tweeted like a thing this many days, this many hours, this many seconds. So I was like 250. I was like, damn, that's a hell of a time. It's funny. People complain, oh, yeah, the NFL is not that good anymore. I don't know. Then all of a sudden when football is gone, everyone's like, what the hell am I supposed to do on Sunday? We have been blessed also with some phenomenal Super Bowls in the last couple of years. I mean, I know. well, I- actually, to anyone that hates the Patriots dynasty, like pretty much they've been giving you the most incredible fucking Super Bowls in the I history. Know. You know like, what, You know what Super Bowl really sucked, Sammy? Which one? Carolina and Denver. When was that? Like two years. Oh, when the one the with Cam Newton. Yeah, when sorry. The Patriots were not in it. That's funny. That I know which one you're talking about, but I really that was not even a joke, by the right. way. But you know which ones were good? Huh. The ones with the Patriots in them. For real. Drama. Drama's good. It is the best thing we can ask for is drama. Exactly. Um. So how about we take a break? Actually, let me finish the comments. We'll yeah. take a break. Um, I have some tweets I want to read out loud to you. Some right. interesting facts and stats. It's usually would be our today in sports, but it's like the interesting facts and stats. Um, and then we'll talk about this catch rule because that's something that I know a lot of people want to talk about. And we'll mm-hmm. we'll keep going as long as we need. Um, Gabe said, "What a story for Nick Foles." Um, I know where you got this from. I have this tweet. I was going to read this to George. He said, "What a story for Foles." Nick was cut. He thought about quitting. He became a backup quarterback. He worked hard, got an opportunity. He took advantage of his opportunities, and now he's a Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl MVP. The lesson? Never give up. Hashtag Super Bowl. Is that really the the lesson? Yeah, I mean, what else would it be? I don't know. Like, keep working hard. I don't know. That's less inspiring is never give up. Never give up. No, but it's like like a lot of times people, we all – I'm not saying Nick Foles felt down and out because I'm sure he has a lot of money in the bank and <laughs> as his NFL quarterback. But I mean, his passion is football, and a lot of times in life, you his passion is God. Yes. Hey, well, he wants to. He was going to retire two years ago to be a pastor. Yeah, but he, so I feel like that his passion might be being, being a pastor. Yeah, but, but, but he but enjoys his, the money in football. Yeah, one of his passions <laughs> is football, though. There you go. Probably yeah. top two or three. Yeah, one of like father, pastor, football, football, exactly. 
I'm sure. Uh, if you could, I'm just saying, if you considered quitting football to be a pastor, pastor might be a little higher on his list because yeah. I don't know who would consider the millions of dollars to be a backup too. Actually, being a backup is a phenomenal job. Right. You get a lot of money to just be like. Yeah. My, 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 my point is, if so you're down and out and you feel like you can't get through things, just remember, man, things change. You just got to keep working hard. Very true. Uh, or go become a pastor if all else fails. That's true too. <laughs> Makes you feel good. Dane said, "I took both the money line and the so red. Oh, spread. It's just it misspelled. The spread. Um, damn. And, well, well, I'm sure there's an NBA game on tonight. You can chase your losses and double down on West Virginia, Oklahoma college basketball, like number sixteen or number twelve versus like nineteen. Pretty good game actually on ESPN. Right. Uh, put money on Trey Young. See what happens. Uh, double down. We're this." Last week, George and I started watching more college basketball. Starting to get in that mm-hmm. flow because football's I have, gone. I have a bone to pick with the college basketball uh, committee. It's not really a committee. Uh, a people. A people. The Washington Huskies are not ranked after beating number twenty-five Arizona State and number nine Arizona, Arizona and on like a four-game, five-game winning streak, and beat Kansas earlier this year. Yeah. Like they should be ranked. Probably. Yeah, I think they have to beat the Golden State Warriors, then they'll rank them. Yeah, if they win next, if they win their games this week, they'll <laughs> I be ranked. Um, Oregon and Oregon State. And you should have bet Eagles on the spread. I've been saying it all week. Uh, this is a great way to end the year, though, because I beat you in a spread on the last week of the year. There's yeah. no, there's no recovery next week. You got me, I think, on the last two weeks of the playoffs, but I got the last one game, one opportunity, one for one. Great way to one end the year. Don't let it slip. I didn't. You're you did. Eight mile. <laughs> I know. I know what song that is. Nathan McWorth, Nathaniel McWorth said, that was my second favorite Super Bowl. The only Super Bowl I like better uh, than that happened about 20 years ago when Denver beat Green Bay. Was that Elway beating That was Elway beat Favre of 1997. John Elway did a little like kind of like a flip towards the end zone because he dove towards the gold line and scored a touchdown. That's like the most like known highlight of Elway, I feel like. It kind of is. Even though that's like a 38-year-old John Elway, which wasn't like the best John Elway. But that's cool at 38 to do. Yeah. my favorite Super Bowl, biasedly, was obviously when the Seahawks won mm-hmm. uh, the forty-eight to three against the Broncos. But that's because we're from Seattle. And then, secondly, last year was one of my favorites. I mean, last year's comeback was a very was interesting amazing. one. This one less emotional in it for some reason. Like last year, it was like the comeback was an emotional comeback. This year was one of the more entertaining. Not necessarily my one of my yeah. favorites, but my most one of my most entertaining. No punts for either team, right? For either team. That's ridiculous. Uh, no, he, no, no. Eagles had one. No, Eagles punted once. You're right. I remember. There's a fair catch. But what, what, one question for you, and, and just let's see if you remember. What was the first Super Bowl you remember watching? The Seahawks, Steelers, probably. Really? That's first. Or six. I was like 12. Okay. I mean, I, I, I know it's not the first Super Bowl I watched. It's the, the first, first one, one that you I, remember. Actually, no. What was before that? The Giants, Patriots ones. Yeah. Those like those. What that, was years? Ab- that was after. What was the first Giants-Patriots one? 2008. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I I mean, I've been watching them since I was a kid, but yeah, the but one that the first one I remember being fully engulfed in was, was 2006. Yeah. First, my first one, and I wasn't engulfed in it at all, but I just still, I, for some reason, I have a vague memory of it because our father was put it on TV, was the San Diego Chargers versus the San Francisco 49ers in 1994. I just remember watching that game, and it was a blowout. I was one. Actually, yeah. I remember now the first thing I remember is the Tennessee Titans guy reaching out. Yeah. That's actually the first Super Bowl I ever actually remember 
like a reaction, not me reacting, but like I remember seeing it on a TV. Okay, cool. Now that I think about yeah. it, I remember seeing this and the guy like trying to push the ball yeah. towards the goal line. That what was year so was that? Ninety nine. I want to say two thousand or ninety nine. I think so I was like, like six, six or seven. That's a yeah. pretty normal yeah, time to start remembering. Yeah, that's that was when you were one six also. Yeah. Um, Dane said, "I'm going to Vegas in two and a half weeks, so I got to make all my money back." See, that's a good attitude. That's two how I like to do it. Weeks, oh, man. March Madness would not have started yet, but you're getting close. But he lives in Reno, so I know you can bet. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Dane said, "If the Redskins franchise tag Kirk Cousins, I'd be pissed. If I were him, and I also would be hesitant to go to Washington." Based on how they treated a guy like Kirk, if they franchised him again just to trade him, I read something like they can franchise him, but they'd have to get him to come sign the paperwork. And like, there's some weird legal thing that can stop him from signing the papers. And like, I don't even know what it is, but I don't. I think they're just gonna let him go. I think they're not trying to be that team. If there's any team that would though be that team, it's the Washington Redskins. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, but I I agree with you. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's happening. But uh. I would be hesitant too. Like Alex Smith, they already locked him. This is the weird thing. You have Kirk Cousins there who's actually producing for you, mm-hmm. and you go grab a guy like Alex Smith and sign him to a long-term deal without even ever having him in your organization. I know. They make no sense. Uh, Nathaniel said, who in your opinion is probably going to get Kirk? I'm going to stick with Denver. I'm going to stick with Denver as well. I think Elway doesn't. Like patience on trying to find a quarterback. He just wants a quarterback. I think he's tried to find quarterbacks and failed. Yeah, that's why he has no patience, yeah, too. No more you patience. notice he had his Simeon, Osweiler, this guy. So, like, he, it's not that he, he tried, but he's not even, he doesn't like to try for a long time. He's right. trying with no patience. He's just like, okay, on to the next one. Um, Dane said, Bill Belichick is at the helm, not the realm. Who said realm? Who said helm? Know, Did you helm. say one? I don't know. But helm is helm. like at the steering wheel. Yeah. Realm is like the kingdom. So he's kind of yeah, both. Kind of both. <laughs> but the kingdom probably like his, the realm would be like his, when he's done. Uh, William King says Jordan is the goat of sports. I still believe so. Him and Tom Brady are right there. Yeah, I mean, I, like. sauce doesn't take anything away from Brady. He's five and three. I mean, if he wins next year and he's six and three, it's better to be six and three than be six and oh. Yes. Right? Like he's been to that many. And if he wins at 40 or 41 or 42, if he plays five more years. I feel like it'd be indisputable that he's the GOAT. If he wins another one, right. especially. Right, I think so. But anyway. And I don't know why we're comparing six in football to six in basketball. These things are different. I mean, they're... I think he's the GOAT regardless yeah. I, over Michael Jordan in sports, regardless how many rings he has. I mean, he's 40. He just broke the record for most yards in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. They're both fantastic. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I have trouble choosing which one I like. If I had one of their careers and I had to be them, I guess, for a career. You'd be Tom Brady. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be pretty close. It's close. It'd be very close. I don't know. I can't answer it. They said, no, man, LBJ is the go to sports. His team already lost more games than Jordan did his entire year. He was 33. So he lost almost double as much as Jordan did when he was 33. I'm not. He said, oh, great point, Dane. Um, <laughs> Dane said, don't you think if you're the GOAT or boat, your team wouldn't have already lost over 20 games, right, Sammy? Not necessarily. I mean, like. No, I mean, there's bad seasons. There's bad seasons. I mean. Once again, I said LeBron's the boat, not the goat. There is a difference. And if you don't think there's a difference, that's up to your determination. But, or up to your, what is that word? Interpretation. Into your interpretation, if you don't think there's a difference. But to me, there's a difference between greatness and the best player. And I've talked about this with many people. I talked about this with people this weekend. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say Aaron Rodgers is better at football than, than uh, Tom Brady. And I said, who's greater? And they said, Tom Brady. And I said, 
this is my point with LeBron. So it can go either way. It honestly just depends on what your definition is, which the great thing about sports is everyone has a different definition of everything. Like right now, it's hard to dispute either one of us being wrong. Me saying Brady's the go to sports, you saying Jordan, because it's I'm like... I'm not saying... I'm saying I'm having a hard time. I haven't made a decision. I'm having a really tough time. Oh, you time. said he is when you when William King said Jordan. You said, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is, because like, if he's, he's known universally, probably still, because as great universally but i don't know if that really means anything nationally yeah nationally. universally there's probably probably like a soccer player technically but universally yeah. we saw the numbers basketball's like the ninth sport yeah. in the world i mean yeah, football's yeah. number one so that's where the difference is um william said please save rocket slang for tomorrow nobody wants tristan nor jr yeah we're gonna leave the we'll talk about the Cavs tomorrow like yeah, that well, embarrassment of a game like that was Ridiculous and and LeBron's comments after the game. Yeah, and um, he, he said nobody wants Tristan nor Jr. Looks like the Cavs tried to trace Tristan Jr. and a first round pick for DeAndre Jordan. First of all, DeAndre Jordan is not worth that. Secondly, this shows how low the value of the of Jr. and Tristan are, especially Tristan. That it was million. not the Brooklyn first round pick. No, yeah. I think it was a 2019, right? Yeah, but still, like. And that's a pretty good pick if you think LeBron might leave that team. Like, I, know, I would t- I would just say, yeah. I mean, Because if you're the Clippers, he leaves that team. Fuck, that might be a top five pick. Right. That's what they need to consider. Chris Vardy said, what up, guys? Congratulations. Your team won. Congratulations. And just want to add something real quick to what you just said. It might actually be more valuable than the Brooklyn pick now that I think about it. But I'm, I, let me, I'm just going to pop the brakes on that. We'll talk about it tomorrow? Yeah. Um, and congratulations to your team, Christopher. William said, Jordan took sports to another level and made it global when did Brady do that? But, okay, but let's be fair for one second here. Football is an American sport. Basketball is a global sport. So, yeah, and it was always – people always play basketball because all you need is a basketball and a hoop. Football is not translatable to overseas as much, and it won't because there's a that's lot just of – how it is. It's, it's just how it is. And that's to my point why like, even – yeah, Jordan's global, but it's not global compared to like – football like soccer players right. too so it's like we can argue this but then there's gonna be there could be somebody in another country that could, like a guy in london might be like what the hell are you yeah, guys the talking most famous, about the most famous athlete in the world is probably either messi or cristiano ronaldo ronaldo is, uh, makes his highest grossing out at uh, highest grossing athlete money-wise right? right i'm sure if you ask most of like east the european side of the world mm-hmm. they'd be like Oh my God, Ronaldo is way better than than, than LeBron James or, or Brady. Like, yeah, oh my exactly. God! So it's it's a little biased on our side. Um, let's see, where are we at? They said, but if he's the boat, how did his team lose more games than he won in January? I wonder if MJ had a losing record in a month when he was thirty three, or even and, at any point in the six rings. And you, let's not forget, though. I mean, and this is no shot of LeBron had the lowest efficiency rating of any player in the NBA in the month of January. Yeah, which completely. is crazy. Which also makes me a little less concerned about the Cavs, unless LeBron actually is just like completely ran a gas. But it gives me somewhat of that thought where we've seen LeBron kind of slow down in certain parts of the year to kick it up later. I've changed my mind a hundred times, Sammy. I told you on Saturday, I don't think they're going to make the NBA Finals. I woke up today, I was like looking at the standings. and They're still third. In the power rankings, they're they're out of the top ten. I'm like, are people crazy? They're going to the Finals. So I'm back on the – this is going to change like every few days. But I'm back on the Cavaliers will make the NBA Finals. Yeah, I'm – the shocking part of it is I'm kind of 
off that train for like a week here because okay. I'm in that like. Let me know when you change so I can go on the other. Yeah. Stadium. Well, I'm just in there like okay, maybe 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 the Celtics are just gonna take it this year. Maybe the rap. We've talked about this many times. There's always a year where there's a random ass team that just is I know, I thought, good. I thought next year is gonna be that year, not this year. Well, here's the problem. I just usually. Like, for example, let's say the Warriors struggled this year. I could find a team that I'd be like, okay, the Rockets. That would make sense. sense. But, like, when I look at Boston and Toronto and I'm like. They're a year away. I mean, Toronto's Toronto's not a year away. But Boston's definitely a year away. Boston's a year away. Like, Milwaukee's not going to make it even if Cleveland's out. The the, the, the Wizards are the perennial four seed. They're never. They're not going to make a finals. No, but aren't they like? They're like the perfect four seed. Yeah, and they're they'll, they'll be hurt a little bit here and there. Yeah. And they're just not that good. So for me, it's like if like a team like the Rockets were in the East, I'd be like, okay, the Rockets are going to the finals. It's three year. Like if Durant went down and the Warriors started struggle and the Rockets made the finals, like makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just can't pick a team out of the East right now that I'm like it makes sense. That's where I'm like. That's why I half of me is like they're not going to make it to the finals. The other half of me is like. Like it's not that bad of a sign that LeBron had the lowest player efficiency rating. It's a bad sign right now, but I feel like it could lead to him actually just still having that reserve fuel. I saw the Rockets game. He had 11 points. He shot the ball like nine times. If he really wanted to keep playing hard, even after the blowout, he could have put up better numbers, correct? Absolutely. So it just happens to be that uh, he'll find a way to pick it up. And if he doesn't, it might be the start of the downside of LeBron's career. It could be. This could be. You never know. There has to be a wall one day. Right. And especially with as many minutes as he played. Legendary Citrus uh, isn't giving you any credit here. He says, Sammy was wrong. I don't care what he picked. <laughs> so he is kind of giving me credit. I said Eagles plus four and a half. I told yeah. you guys it's but a good you, pick. And but he picked the Eagles too, though. So and, he, and I was wrong on both sides. I said Patriots yeah. minus four and a half. I that was a hell of a hell of a game for the Eagles. I, and the, I, legendary, it sounds like legendary Citrus just came in right now, probably. Uh, that was three minutes ago. Okay, three minutes ago. We were talking about this earlier, and I, I gave my reasoning. I said the reason I took the four and a half is I really thought we were going to be in the exact situation that we ended up being in. Tom Brady driving down the field with two minutes left, and I thought that'd be the time that he scores and wins the game, but Eagles cover. Mm-hmm. It just turned out that the betting side of my pick was right, and the that drive turned into a fumble instead right. of a touchdown. Exactly. And so kind of worked but, out. No, 100%. And Legendary Citrus said he picked 42-28, so he was close. You, you got – you were right up there. You said the Eagles were going to score in the 40s, and they did. Yeah, George, you had 27-21. Mm-hmm. I had 24-21 on the show. I wrote 31-27 Patriots on Twitter, but okay. also didn't happen. almost got the <laughs> points right. Yeah, almost didn't happen. Um Nathaniel Mickworth said, I didn't see it. Are you talking about the Rockets game that we were talking about? If you didn't, you don't want to see Super Bowl. it. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think he did. I think he saw the Super Bowl. He said it was his second favorite. Oh, he said one. this Eagles. Like, I don't think he saw this. The, I, yeah, I did not either. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't this. either technically. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember I bet against them every week since Carson Wentz was out. And now it's like, damn. Damn. Like, damn, damn, damn. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Chris Farley said, thanks, guys. No problem. That's a big win. Philadelphia went nuts. Um, I, I saw a great tweet yesterday that it was like, I'm, I had a great time in Philly this week, and unfortunately, it's going to cease to exist tomorrow. And I was like, that's that's probably true. They said, I will say, MJ taking the two years off, I think really refueled the next three years after LeBron hasn't had like no basketball for a couple years to really appreciate it as well. well I wouldn't be shocked if LeBron retired for a year. 
I heard that theory. I um, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think it's happening. I would. I don't think it's happening either. But that's a good point, and this is why. This whole lower, I saw the next comments. I wonder if MJ ever had the lowest efficiency rating, even on his own team. I'm thinking not. Well, I I don't think there's any player like LeBron for this long that's put in this many minutes without getting hurt or having time off and plays a lot. Every he played in a lot of the Summer Olympic kind of stuff, so it is hard for him to keep up. Here's the problem in any sport, right? In any situation, once we see someone at such a high level, we always expect that, yeah. and then when you see a dip, you over criticized probably it's even like tom brady this year when he started the year he's like a little off people over criticize because you're like he's supposed to be the best supposed to be the right. best and it's like we could chill because we know these kind of guys for the most part find a way to after so many years of doing this they find a way to kind of recoup yeah but i think there's certain people that you hold people in general i'm not saying you or me or, but in general people hold to a higher standard the tom brady's the lebron james the tiger woods when he was at his prime um Obviously, um, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. There's only a handful of athletes w when they dip a little bit. People, I feel like, criticize them because they're so used to almost absolute perfection in things we've never seen before. So that's why they get criticized. That's what I think it is. Yeah, no, that's yeah. the truth. That is the truth because, I mean, when you see greatness, you expect them not to dip, really. Right. And um, Legendary Citrus thinks the Cowboys are winning next year. Um Legendary Citrus did tell us on Friday that he was a Cowboys fan. I don't think they're winning next year. I don't either. I think I'm just still not sold on Dak Prescott. Um, I I want to see Dak Prescott again this year with a full year of Zeke, and let's see where this offense goes. Right. Yet last year, I give them a pass this year because there was too much going on. I, I completely agree. And I, I think they need to get rid of Des Bryant. Okay. That's a I mistake. don't like their, I'm with what you he on does that. for this team. I think it just talks too much, causes too much like commotion. If he was better, it wouldn't matter. He Can't catch a football anymore. Um, Sweet CC says hi, guys. What's up, Sweet CC? So I said Eagles. What? I said I hope she enjoyed the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. I hope all of you enjoyed the Super Bowl. She said I said Eagles, but I get scared guessing scores, and the Gatorade was yellow. Yeah, I, you did pick Eagles. Um, man, there were a lot more people picking Eagles than I expected to. Me too. Well, and I think. That happens a lot of time with the Patriots because people want to see them lose. America got its wish. They did for once. And William King agrees Toronto's is fool's gold. They I did know. the same thing last year. They've been doing it for three, four years now. Just like, oh, maybe maybe they're uh, maybe they're good. Yeah, they kind of remind me of that Atlanta Hawks team a few years ago. They're a little better than that, but the team that got the number one seed, I think they'll fizz out in the playoffs. Who the Raptors. Raptors? I mean, they might make the conference finals if we consider so the Hawks. Yeah, so it's not fizzling out. It's yeah, just the right. fact that they're not as good as they're perceived to be in the regular right. season. Right, they're not. They're not a top two team in the NBA. They're more of a top four to six. Exactly. Nathaniel says Cavs. Or I said no, the Cavs. He was talking about the Cavs. He oh, didn't okay. see this. Yeah, I didn't see it this bad. Nor did I. But once again. As George just said, he keeps going back and forth. So do I. It might end up all being fine. Yeah, but, but by the end of the show, I might be back on the other side. <laughs> you know, honestly, I can't, I can't, I can't get a finger on it. Yeah, I'm just gonna wait. That's probably the best idea. In legendary Citrus thinks the Raptors are a second round exit. Sorry, we have construction going. On. Second round exit. They could be second. I mean, honestly, would you be shocked if they get no. knocked first round? No, and no. he says LeBron's going to beat him like he does every year, and that's how I feel too. Most likely, yes. Yeah, I that's mean, how I feel. here's the thing. This is why. I keep seeing 
questions about LeBron. This player refrigerating. Oh my God, why does he get excuses? This is an excuse. Like, if he goes and does well in the playoffs, does anyone give a fuck what happened in January? Do you care? Are you, do you man? We, if they're if they're playing Game Six in the Eastern Conference Finals, up three to two, the Boston guy, man. But let me tell you what, man. In January, in January against the Houston Rockets, he had eleven points. I don't care. Like I don't care. If he gets bumped the first round this year, then I'll go back to this and be like, he's been struggling all year. That's not Houston an excuse. Guys. And I love. I'm gonna get to these comments, but there's all people all talking about why is why do people get excuses? It, when there's a if when, if somebody gives an explanation to something that they feel like is a reasoning behind it. That doesn't always mean excuse. There's a difference between a reason mm-hmm. and an excuse. I mean, for example, people say, why is MJ not getting an excuse? Well, because MJ got booted out six times, 0-6 against the Celtics in the East. And when the East weakened, like LeBron James, the weakest Eastern Conference probably in history is LeBron James's faced, right? Mm-hmm. Then it got easier to get to the finals. Okay. And so you can't like say, uh, the re- and it's not an excuse. This is not like a... Can I say something real quick? Yeah. I'd say it is an excuse if you're saying this in the playoffs, but this is the regular season. So, like, you're, it's not an excuse. You're absolutely right. This is not an excuse. This is the regular season. We know what – if if he plays like this in the playoffs, criticize him. But right Yeah, now, but I mean, here's the thing. That's It's still not an excuse if I say – this is what I'm trying to say. There's a difference between a reasoning behind something and an excuse. So, let's say LeBron played like this in the playoffs. If somebody said – well, he is 33, and he's played all this minutes, and he's had to carry this team, da 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 That's not an excuse. That's not saying, like, so he shouldn't win this. That's saying, I believe this is why he didn't he's win. dipped. You know, okay. so it's an excuse if you that say, makes, like, if you say he's playing bad because his team sucks. Okay, now that's an excuse. But if you say, well, he's 33, and he plays 40 minutes a game, this and that, then you can start to say that's more of a reasoning over an excuse. Okay, and that's I, where I, I got our new T-shirt design now. Uh, it's it's not an excuse, and in the back, it's a reason. It's a reason. <laughs> well, it is. This is. I mean, that, that's common like sense, right? I mean, when you say everyone's like, "Why did you get an excuse for the Dallas series?" Who's giving you an excuse when they said he choked? Like, what is? How's that an excuse? But but uh, legendary Citrus made a great point here, and it's something people don't really ever take into. It, East is weak, but his reasoning, not an excuse. His reasoning why the East is weak makes sense. He says that we, East is weak because everyone was scared to face LeBron and went West. That's and the truth. Of, that is the truth. I mean, and this is where everyone wants – and the same thing happened with Jordan. I don't know if people right, realize right, that. Right. No one, the, like, after the Celtics left in Jordan, by the way, this is not a – this is not a – this is not an excuse to like a comparison. I'm not comparing the two right now. But Jordan went 0-6 against the Celtics right. before going to the finals, right? So if they were in the finals, he could have lost six times to the Celtics in the finals. But once they, once they fizzled out, right, do you think people were going to go sign in the East to play against Jordan? No, but it's like, no. The, it's like the whole thing with the AFC East. People are like, well, the Patriots have no competition in the AFC East. Well, maybe a lot of star quarterbacks don't sign in the AFC East because they don't want to face the Patriots twice a year. And that's a fact. And Yeah. But that's why the funny thing is when people start talking about LeBron excuses, I feel like they're almost the ones creating the excuse, trying to make trying to make it not allowed to have reasonings. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, you're not allowed to have any reasoning towards why this happened. And I'm like, well, that's kind of an excuse of not allowing a reasoning. I mean, because let's be realistic, like. People already want to talk shit. Tom Brady, five and three in the playoffs or in the in the Super Bowl. It's like, 
What are you like? This is not an excuse to try to make Tom Brady look bad. Well, 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 in football, it's even even more of ridiculous that we'll put any blame on Tom Brady for throwing 500 yards and and a fucking defense. I'm sorry, now I'm mad. Gets the has the Eagles. 11 minutes left, and you don't get the ball till two minutes left. A nine minute drive to score a touchdown and take the lead. The defense needed to make a play. And they didn't. And, and then people were like, well, Tom Brady, man. Couldn't, what do you want him to do? You want to go tackle? See, and that's my point that those people will say, you can't have this excuse. They're the ones making the excuse to why he pretty much couldn't right. do it himself. So, like, when people give me all these things, like, that's an excuse for LeBron. I'm like, you're just trying to make it so nobody can have an excuse. Right. And you're making the excuses yourself. There's a difference. Like I said, there's a difference between a reasoning and an excuse. A reason doesn't mean it's an excuse. It's just giving some validation to, yeah, this is why he fucked up. Right. And that doesn't mean it's an excuse. You're not saying it's good to fuck up. You're saying, I get why he fucked yeah, up, though. He me- you, you admit he messed up, but this is why. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, like, what's... It'd be like, that's defending him. It's like, no. If somebody tells you Jordan was 0-6 against the Celtics, and you say, well, he was young, and they had these players and this, is that an excuse, or is that like, it, that's kind of why it happened? It's both. It right? Can, it can be both. It's an excuse only if you choose to like claim it, it as one. It depends on if you if you want it to be an excuse or a reason. Yeah. Well, that yes and no because it's really a reason. An excuse would be something altering the actual reasoning. Okay. Trying to make Fair. it in favor of the person rather than what actually happened. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting theory. Like I haven't really saying, thought about it too much. Me saying Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were hurt in the finals is not an excuse. It's just a good reasoning to why LeBron got exhausted by game five of that series. And I'm not saying I'm not saying he shouldn't still win the series. I'm just saying it could have gone a little different if the guy had two of his if if the guy had his stars. Like sure. that's like me being a jazz fan, being like, if LeBron, if Jordan didn't have Pippen and Rodman, we would have had a better chance. Like, yeah, you would have. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's it's true. Like you did it. So, yeah, it's not an excuse, yeah. but you would have. How's that an excuse? Because, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about it too much. So. If I didn't fucking break my leg, I could have walked over there. But I, I did. Sorry. Like, there's an excuse. Like, Sorry. I just did break my leg. Like, that sucks. Like, I think it's... We need to be careful with the words excuses and, like, giving valid reasoning. Because, and like you said, there could be both. You could be stretching the truth of a reasoning to make it an excuse. Sometimes we do that. Not Sometimes. really. Like what you just said about then you're stretching the truth by saying, "Oh, Brady only got the ball two minutes left." No, you're not. You're being realistic. Yeah, it was a nine-minute drive. He also fumbled the ball. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with right. The right time. You know what I mean? That has like, nothing to do with the two minutes. Maybe he still only had two minutes. Yeah, true. <laughs> so that's my point, and I'm not. It's not even my my reasoning. So I'm I'm defending you. Williams said, "I feel like I feel you because every time I said to go, uh, whoever was playing the Cavs, the Cavs would win. So I just shut up now and look at them. LOL. That's true. Once Williams started saying, stopped saying the Cavs are going to lose every game, they started losing every game. William, let's reopen up that theory and start saying it every day. And, and then see. find out. And then see. If it does, then you stop again. But just, you know, we got to test it. We got to validate it. Yeah, let's see if you, just those words, help the Cavs win. Dane said, should the boat ever have the lowest efficiency rating? Um, when you make excuses for LeBron, it drives me wild. MJ didn't get excuses. Well, People didn't make excuses for them. You could make excuses for both, and you could give reasonings. Look, when Michael Jordan played, I'm just this is how I feel, and you know where I stand. But I'm going to defend Sammy for. Um, the, oh, sorry, I'm going to defend the bodyguard just <sighs> for a second. Um, <laughs> look, 
<laughs> the funny thing is, during Jordan's time, there wasn't this, like, there was sports radio. It wasn't as intense as it is now. You didn't turn on the TV and see Stephen A. Smith yelling. You didn't turn on the TV and see Colin Coward. You didn't go on Facebook, see us. You didn't go on Periscope, see a thousand people talking. You didn't go on Twitter and a million people are tweeting. So they're perceived a lot more excuses now. Now, when Michael Jordan was playing, you didn't have all this. You had to turn on the sports center and you hope to catch the highlights of the Chicago Bulls for two minutes. You hope. You usually don't. So really, if Jordan played today and they lost the series to the Celtics like he did how many times? Six? Oh, and six against the Celtics yeah, in the playoffs. people would have probably had excuses for Michael Jordan yeah. too. Or not even just excuses, or would have criticized them more. Yes. But now you can see, look, you can fucking watch the Cavs game anywhere in the world with an illegal stream, illegal stream, your phone, right. your iPad. And like you said, then you could criticize him a lot more in his career with Jordan, and this, I still think Jordan's the greatest mm-hmm. of all time. So, like, I'm not even trying. I'm, this is again, this, this is why I try to explain to that these aren't excuses. Mm-hmm. I still sit here and say it. Jordan's the greatest of all time, but there are some reasonings to why LeBron gets more criticism than Jordan. And you well, stated it perfectly. That, like that's what it is. And like Jordan would have been six, killed for losing six times in, to the Celtics. You know how we used to watch Michael Jordan? To be honest, like I, I mean, I watched him in person when he's on TNT. I'd wait for the 6 o'clock Sports Center, 9 o'clock Sports Center, and they'd give you three minutes of the Chicago Bull highlights. What are they usually? Michael Jordan dunking, Michael Jordan stealing the ball, Michael Jordan making a shot. And then and then he had the DVD set. But it wasn't DVD. It was VHS. The I Believe I Can Fly three-part DVD set. Guess what? All they, positivity. They, they never showed like Le- Michael Jordan this missing the game set, order, like, missing a game-winning shot or on a Tuesday night in Cleveland when he shot three for 17 or something. I don't know if he did that. But in general, we just live in a world with more criticism now so I don't want to say there wasn't excuses for Michael Jordan it's just we didn't live in a world where excuses were created as much because we didn't have this constant media attention of oh my god I'm gonna grab my phone and tweet about this guy all day long yeah and that's where I find it to be these things aren't excuses they're just you assume that LeBron get like you said it perfectly like somebody goes on Twitter and you're like why is LeBron get all these excuses you know what back in the day Joe Schmo on Twitter would also had excuses for somebody else. Right. It's just there was no outlet, like you said. Um, let's see. Sweet CZ said, LOL Cowboys not winning next season or the next season, next season. I'm sorry, not sorry. I, I happen to agree. I, I completely agree, too. Um, Dane said, LeBron is always posting about how good life is and blah, blah, blah. If you have to mention how good life is, it's not going that good, LOL. Disagree. His life's perfect. Michael Jordan was the cockiest human ever. So if yeah. you think... If you're going to criticize LeBron for that. And he's not posting. Look, Dana, I disagree if you hear my man. His look, life's fine. His life is, first of all, fine. And second of all, it's his brand. Like nowadays, like even me and Sammy, we post on social media all the damn time. And that's not because I want to post on social media all the damn time. It's, it's part of it's, business. It's part of business. It's part of getting my name out there. It's part of people seeing me constantly. And LeBron James is a businessman. And part of business is putting your face out there. True, true that. Sweetie said, is so many teams showing up good talent? I feel like the Cowboys falling behind big time. I do feel like they lost a slight window that they had. Like that one. Yes. That, but they didn't lose that window. They're still so young. It's a good thing. See, the thing is, this Eagles team is the Cowboys. That's what the Cowboys wanted. They wanted that great offensive line that can run and pound the ball and have a quarterback that can make all the throws and then have a good and then try to build a good defense which last year their defense got a lot better especially look when Sean Lee plays the Cowboys play great but the problem is Sean Lee is always hurt yeah him and Luke Keekly are very similar in that sense 
Uh, Legendary Station says both of y'all social medias are trash. Not true. I have great social media, my man. I don't even know if you follow me on social media. Follow us on uh, Instagram. He follows me on Twitter. I don't even know if he does, so I have no idea what he's talking about. William said, okay, that makes my point that KD is better right now. No, it doesn't. They said, when you play a team that's competing for a championship and you are too, you shouldn't be losing by 30. I don't care where it is. It's embarrassing. It's not good. It's not the people saying this. Um, you can direct it at me, Sammy, because I'm the one saying it. Hello. No, it is people saying this, though. Like, if you go on Twitter, there's people criticizing. And, yeah, 30-point loss is not that good. But, once again, I think Georgia is not that this. good. Is not probably not the way I would uh, phrase it. But. No, it's not that good. But who cares? If they make the finals, are we ever going to talk about this they game again? They played a super shitty game in January. If, we, if they make the finals, will this game ever come up again? It might come up in this way, in this way only. Wow, when the, when, when the Cavaliers lost by 30 points in January to the Rockets, who ever thought they would be in the finals? And I'll say you'd be like, I did. Yeah, that's it. Um, William said, I got a new shirt. It's called Blind Witnesses. I like that one. I like that too. That's good. Um, Dane says, you got me dying. And Dane said, dude, the Celtics were recognized as literally having one of the best teams ever for three or four year span. Did LeBron ever face a team considered that great? The Golden well, State Warriors. And then he said, besides the Warriors. So, and he's faced the Warriors for three straight years now. Yeah. And not as good as the Celtics, but pretty close to right. San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, pretty pretty good. And would, Tim Duncan, for a lot of people, is a top 10 player of all time. I wouldn't say as the Celtics, but very good. Close. Remember, close. We're talking about possibly the best coach of all time in basketball with Tim Duncan, who's a top 10 player of all time, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, I put Tim Duncan top in my 15? top 15 of all time, but he didn't play Tim Duncan in his prime ever in the playoffs. Yeah, in 2007. Oh, that's one. Yeah, yeah. But that that Cleveland Cavaliers team, I always forget even made the finals. I'm talking about the LeBron James. Like that one, I don't think anyone sits here and is like, man, I can't believe LeBron James lost 2007 again. Well, I'm sure. No, they do. They put it in as three and five. And I'm like, okay, well, sorry that that he overachieved. Right? That's where it's interesting. It's like people – in. And it's like this Tom Brady thing now. Like, oh, he's lost three times the Super Bowl if the Seahawks didn't run it before and four. So you're going to make fun of Brady or LeBron James or these people for making it to the last yeah. game? Like, is that fair to them? W- mean, would you have preferred Brady to lose to Jacksonville because he would be 5-2 and two still? No. <laughs> right? Right. Would you prefer LeBron last year to lose to the fucking Raptors in the playoffs instead of lose mm-hmm. the finals? No, but we pref- both instances I'd prefer them to win the finals. But that's not... But that didn't happen. Didn't That's also one of the yeah. things. It didn't happen. So you, if you ask LeBron, I'm sure he'd prefer to make the finals and lose than to be booted the first round. Right, absolutely. And be like, well, it didn't hurt my finals record. And it's exactly. like, come on. Um, William King said, CC, the Cowboys are fine. We lost the best running back in NFL Fricks games, but now we have him back. And uh, Omar said, William, you still have Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett. Yeah, the Clappers doing a great job out there. Jason Garrett's an awful coach, just the FYI. Um, they said it's a subconscious excuse, but in all fairness, we all give excuses when it's in our favor. The term excuse is a loose, loose term. And that's my point. It's not an excuse. It's a reasoning. I mean, an excuse would be like literally altering the truth to try to favor your – your like put something in your favor, like to right. alter the truth. Like if somebody says – like I said, if I'm saying, why didn't you go walk over there? So well, I just broke my leg. If it wasn't broken, I'd walk over there. I personally don't consider that an excuse. I consider that more like a, damn, he did just break his leg. Yeah, I would have crawled. No, you wouldn't. See, that's the point. <laughs> um, that's like people be like, well, if I was LeBron, I would have just died on the court until we won. Like, no, you wouldn't have. <laughs> it's not possible. Um, 
Uh, Dane said, I 100% agree with the Cavs versus Warriors in the first finals with what you're saying. It's a good point. Is that when um, oh, when they oh, all yeah, got yeah, hurt? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then Omar said, yep, and the champs are in your division. Oh, the Eagles, yeah. Yes. Uh, and CC said, True Williams, just don't see them moving forward with the defense as it is now. This year, all defensive teams stand out the most over offense. Yeah, it was a defensive year. Very defensive year. It's actually interesting. And uh, Williams said, go Magic. Is that? Oh, yeah, they play on. Wait, they play the Magic? I didn't see that on the schedule. The Cavs? I think yeah. they play the next. Oh. oh, that makes sense now. That's why LeBron James is having a cigar with palm trees around him. So we'll see if they win. Which but they're I probably. They, but I thought, but I, thought I, saw, I saw they play in Cleveland. Maybe I just looked at it wrong. I have no idea. But they play Magic. Unfortunately, I think this thing's gonna work for William King. They're probably gonna beat the Magic, the yeah, worst exactly. team in the East. Yeah, let's try it on a different team. Try it next week too. Uh, Dane said, "Same as a full bodyguard mode." I'm actually in less bodyguard mode than usual today. Eh, it's about the same level. No, it's not. I usually I have made excuses. It's not the same level. I don't like. I'm not a. I'm not a hot take guy, so I don't make like. I don't like stupid jokes. Like when I'm in full bodyguard mode, I admit it. When I'm not, I'm not. Like I'm sick today. If I was in full bodyguard mode, I'd be like, yeah, I'm in full bodyguard mode. But I'm obviously not. I said he choked. I don't usually say he choked. Fair enough. I said he lost. I said it's not good what he did. Really, if I was in full bodyguard mode, I'd be like, stop talking about the stupid game this weekend because it makes no difference if they lose by 30 in January or in February, whenever it is. That would be full bodyguard mode. Full bodyguard mode is not saying, yeah, that was a bad loss. So you guys should... Uh, Work on your guys' interpretation of what a bodyguard is. Bodyguard's not like, yeah, I'm going to be a good bodyguard for five minutes and then like let this let a drunk guy in. Good point. CC Enos, what's up? Said Jordan is the greatest of all time, as in Jordan Enos. Nice. Her sister's yeah, name, like Jordan. That. that was a good move. Good. I like that, that move. That was a good one. That was a good one. William said, CC, our linebacker, um, Lee was hurt a lot, as well as a few others. I say fully healthy defenses and offenses will be fine. But the problem is Lee is hurt. All the time. Like 90% of the year. Um, okay, we're going to... Um, Dane said... Where are we? He said, yeah, LeBron really needs help building his business. He didn't already sign Nike for a billion. He's trying to get he to two billion. He has other businesses too. I agree. Um, Dane said, why do we even have a regular season then? Why don't we just bag the whole season and take a vote who should be in the playoffs if it doesn't matter what happens in January? We might as well. Well, that's <laughs> pretty much what happens to every team. Doing college football, kind of, and college... Uh, uh, no, you can't lose in college football. Okay, college basketball. I just put in 64 teams or whatever we want. Just like Kentucky's down. still going to make the tournament even right. if they have seven, eight, nine losses. Um, you know, the, and that's the thing about basketball. Everyone does this. We've done, you get, you, does anybody here really think the Warriors are giving it their all? No. The Warriors, if they were giving it their all, they would not have 12 losses. I completely agree. And like... So, I'm sorry. And Steph Curry was out for two weeks. I guarantee if that was an injury, he could have came back earlier if it was like the playoffs. He decided to just keep sitting for two weeks. And then, well, I'll come back slowly and we'll figure this out. So, it's not like – I feel like the that's another thing people do. It's like they're just going to bash on this person or this person. Like last year, everyone bashes on players for resting. This year, no one's resting. They're going to bash them for, for losing. like losing. So, it's like, okay, at least everyone's – no one's rested, have they? Like – just like taking the day off. No, there, someone wrote a memo. Yeah, so no one's resting. So I don't know. Um, they said, yeah, but what about those five other teams? Dude, the Celtics were way better than the Spurs, and Tim Duncan was not in his prime for the majority of those finals, minus the oh, seven ring. It was Larry Burton, his complete prime every time Jordan lost him? Six years? Probably not. It was near the end of his career also. I'm not quite sure. I'm not just going to come out and state it because I have no idea. 
I know he was like the, 80, 19, the 1986 Celtics are known as one of the best teams of all time. Jordan was in the league. I think they lost to the 1986 Celtics. Well, he lost them six times. And he lost Jordan. to the 1984 Celtics. So I'm assuming he did lose to them a few times when he was at his prime and yeah. probably a few times when he's Ow. out of his prime. Uh, William said if Kevin Garnett would have played for the Spurs instead of Minnesota, he'd be considered top 10 like some have Duncan. I actually believe that 110%. Yeah, but he didn't. But he didn't. <laughs> so that's the problem. Dane said those Spurs teams were good, but not, not even the 07 was on the Celtics level. That's hard for me to agree with because they've won, they won five championships in Tim Duncan's era. I mean, I mean, I don't think I think people consider the Spurs as a great dynasty, but I don't think the Spurs ever had one team that was considered as maybe the best team of all time at the, at that moment when they won. But that's also partially. I'm gonna say partially because they're boring. Very possible. It goes back to that a lot. And William said, uh, "Sweet CZ said excuses and reasons are not quote unquote shockingless the same." Are they're not shockingly? Yeah, you said they're shockingly the same. No, yeah. I said sometimes they can be the same. Yeah, but she said they're not shockingly the same. That's true. Because right. they're not. They're not the same. I mean, there's a. Now, sometimes what, you can make it, a reason can be an excuse. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, not can always be. is. It can be. But that's if that's what I feel like you. That that was my point though. Like a reason is something that you make in like or an excuse is something a reason you take and then alter it. But if there's a real reason to something. Like, if you didn't make it to work because, like, somebody rear-ended you and your car broke down, that's not an excuse. No, the dog ate my homework is an excuse. Unless he actually ate your homework. Yeah, but it can also be a reason. Yeah, but that's different. When it actually happened, it's not both a reason and an excuse. It's an excuse if it didn't happen. Yeah. Right? So it depends on if it actually happened or not. Um, Let's see. We have... William said, that's why I put laughing faces emoji. They should beat the Magic. They definitely should. And Sweet he said, so. yes, Cavs play here in Florida. JC said, Rockets over dubs in six. Not happening. I wouldn't be shocked, but... Actually, no, I would be shocked, but I don't think it's impossible. And uh, they said, he was in his prime. Larry was in his mid to late 20s. MJ's had no help. Is that an excuse? MJ had no help? That's an excuse. So I thought we don't have excuses. No, no excuses allowed for MJ, he said, but... LeBron does. I, I, I mean, right? There we go. No, I'm just saying. Right? Right? I'm yeah. just saying. That, and I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Dane. He just said, why is LeBron get excuses and MJ never does? And he just said, and MJ had no help. That's an excuse. But it yeah. could also be a reason. No, but the way he said, but he's, my to my point, he's saying when people say that about LeBron, that's an excuse. Right. But if he actually had no help, then that's a real right. reason. <laughs> um. William said, so why do you have Duncan over KG, Sammy? Because he played for the Spurs. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. that yeah. I think KG probably would have been better than Duncan if they flipped roles. But unfortunately, they, they can't flip it. roles. They can't flip roles. It's too late now. So <laughs> Yeah, so unfortunately, Duncan and has five rings. And longevity. Yeah, and he has those five rings. I mean, like at this point, it's hard to argue. Um, Omar said, we should see a Rockets and Warriors Finals, not the Cavs. Let's go to one through sixteen playoff seating. Change the format. I always have wanted them to do that, and I think this—it's a the excuse or reason that they didn't before was because of air travel. But now with all these private jets and stuff, I don't think it's a reason anymore to not. See, it wasn't an excuse. That was a good reason. Yeah, it, but now yeah, it'd be an excuse. But now it'd be an excuse because it's possible, right? Right? Because like now you got private jets. Yes. Like. And they 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 have private jet meals on the plane like, yeah, and you can schedule out an extra day, yeah, you right? Can, you can extend out the series. Not too big of a deal. 
Um, CC Eno said, but one time my dog did eat my homework. That, that, that. See, that's a reason. Now, if he didn't eat your homework and you said, my dog ate my homework, now it's an excuse because that's not real. How that's many, almost a lie. How, like, how would a dog eat a homework anyways? Everything's on laptops now. Most of my dog ate my laptop. My, my, I mean, let me come on. Like five years ago, I didn't have a laptop in high school. I know. You missed the joke part of that. Oh well, we're talking about we're talking about one time. I mean, she didn't say she didn't say today. She said today, true. I would have been like, true that. Um, I think kids still use paper though. Some yeah, iPads. And they can email the teacher and ask them to email you the homework so you can reprint it. So it would be an excuse today. Today's day and age, that would be an excuse. That would suck. Dane said, just like when LeBron didn't have help his first finals and the first against the Warriors the first time. He said, it's not an excuse. It's a reason he didn't have other players just like LeBron didn't have those in those finals. It's a reason. You're just trying to turn what I'm saying to fit your narrative, LOL. No, because anytime I've ever said what Kevin Love and Kyrie's out, people are like, well, that's, a, that's an excuse. And I say, not really. It's kind of a point. I mean, yeah. I think anyone can agree, though, that finals – I'm not saying they would have won at all, actually. I'm just saying they probably would have been they probably would have been better for LeBron to have Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. That's fair to it, say. It would help him. <laughs> it would have helped him a little bit. They're two best players. Um, William King said, great college game on tonight. West Virginia, Oklahoma. Carter is the best two-way guard in college. Trey Young guarding Trey Young tonight. That's going to be fun to watch. I and Six I like, o'clock ESPN. Uh, Huggins, right? West Virginia's coach. Yeah. Always liked him. Bob Huggins. Yeah, Bob Huggins. Didn't he like have a like heart attack on court once because he yeah, was so stressed? Yeah, and he got DUI once uh, at a red light. Oh, man. Oh, fell asleep? Yeah, fell asleep. Classic. Who, who did that in the NFL? There was a video of it. Um, The guy. Who played on the Cardinals, Floyd. right? The Cardinals John last Brown? year. John Brown? Malcolm Floyd. There we Malcolm go. Malcolm Floyd. Gosh, that video was not funny, but kind of funny because, you know. Um, JC, it's not impossible, and the Rockets would sweep the Cavs in the finals. How does George feel about that? I actually think LeBron James would go out with his experience in the NBA Finals would beat the Rockets. Back to experience. Told you that's. I think in basketball definitely way more important than the than in uh, the NFL. NFL because yeah. last night showed it's one game. That one game thing is so tough. Honestly, it isn't really it? Really is. It's in, impossible to gauge sometimes. Yeah. Um, William said, "So Kobe is better than LeBron because he has five rings." Not going to start. LOL. Yeah, I mean, it's well, here's what you did there. You say that the rings don't matter, and then you use Tim Duncan is better than KG, and you said the reason is because he has five rings, but I know you didn't mean that. No, I, I do mean that, but there's a difference when there's a guy that, like, KG went to, like, two finals in his entire One. career. One. So that's a little different than, like, LeBron, who's been to seven straight finals. I mean, there's also, like, so let's say there's a guy that's, like, just – Really good talent, but never went anywhere in the playoffs. And there's a guy that's pretty close to talent and won five times. You'd have to say, I mean, Kobe didn't doesn't have LeBron's ability of going to seven straight finals right. with the way LeBron did. Let's be realistic. Um, I'm more of a Kobe supporter now than I used to be, actually. But like, you also got to realize people hate this. Shaq was for sure better the first two finals. Mm -hmm. Pretty even the last one, but also the MVP. I mean, we got to consider that with Kobe sometimes. Fair enough, right? Um, but you get what I was saying with the with the Tim Dun like. There's a difference between like comparing Kobe and LeBron with rings than comparing a guy like KG to Tim Duncan with rings, because they're probably the same player, but one has had a far far superior career. Right. Like Kobe and LeBron, would you say their careers are far superior due to ring numbers? No. No. 
Absolutely not. I don't. So I that's mean, where I'm kind of like going with that. Um, and Dane said, "Good point, William." And uh, William said, "How many finals did Kobe play in? A seven or eight? He lost two or three. I want to say seven. Yeah, I think he lost two finals. I think. Right? Yeah, I think. And uh, JC said, "Tim Duncan is better than KG. It's not even a combo. KG only got one out of the round one time until he went to Boston. Yeah. See, and that's where I'm saying like." I don't know. Just like they said, I tried to use their narrative or flip words to use to better my narrative. I think that's what was just happening right Fair there. Fair enough. Um, he said not in the same class, what Jay-Z said. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. I wish it was Jay-Z. I mean, I like you, Jay-Z, but if it's Jay-Z, that'd be pretty You cool. agree with that, right? Like, the, it, like yeah, when it comes to a guy like Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, you can use rings as an argument compared to like Kobe, LeBron. Now, if LeBron had zero rings, do you think I would say he's better than Kobe? No. Yeah. But no, 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 no. He's like not better than Kobe if he had zero rings. But he's actually won some games. In, in the, like I believe if LeBron played with Shaq in L.A. those years, they'd probably have won the championships. Also, I'd assume so. <laughs> I'd assume so with their talent. Um, uh, let's see where are we at. CC said I got a shout out. Yep. Hashtag life complete. What up, CC? Um, William said Jordan also played. Two out of three playoffs in second round, best three out of five. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, it's harder to win three out of five and also easier to win three out of five. It can go both ways, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Just like we've talked about, it's easier to win a one-game Super Bowl, but it's also harder to win a one-game Super exactly. Bowl. Exactly. Like, because anything can happen. Exactly. And Dane said, I've never called that an excuse. I've always agreed with you on that one. I think on the... On the um, 2011 Kyrie. Yeah, 2015. JC said Warriors were quoted as saying Cavs were a scarier team with to them with Kyrie and Love out there. You're saying me. I know. I'm just trying to not cause a, the the flood of people freaking out that I said. Maybe the finals would have gone different. And Dane said, I think they would have won. The Warriors look like a deer in the headlights when they're playing LeBron the first year. Missed that LeBron when he said, I'm confident because I'm the best player in the world. It's simple. Like, where's that LeBron? I missed that guy. I do kind of miss. I feel like this year he's kind of um, yeah, because he's. I think he's setting the. I mean, he's not to just on dip, purpose, dip, but he's ready. To, he's ready to go. Yeah, he might be setting that uh setting that, that narrative, narrative yep. like maybe I'm not that great here. Maybe we're not that good, and yeah. it's like, and then next so, yeah. year go somewhere and be like, I'm the best player in the world. Yeah, I, I don't think LeBron gets enough flack for sometimes setting very toxic environments, like. Possibly being the reason, not play wise, but emotionally, that the rest of the Cavs are breaking down. Yeah. And like, I'm making this harder for everyone in the room. Yeah. I don't think he gets enough flack for that because I think he doesn't mean to do it because <laughs> he's not a bad guy. But just like, jo- like Jordan was kind of mean. And so people like just kind of accepted it. If LeBron is so nice that people are like, they don't really understand how he sets a toxic environment because he doesn't mean to. Because I think he's actually outside of like the sport. Like you can tell with his teammates, like they, they like, like him, him as friends. Yeah. Like, but he could. I know what you're saying. His purpose, his, his unconscious narrative that he sets when he's maybe ready to be checked out, yeah. can be toxic to everyone around him when I he agree. doesn't even mean to do it. Uh-huh. That, right? That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Which that that is a kink in his armor. That like you could say it like that's something that. Maybe with Jordan, the reason you never saw these complete failures is because people knew Jordan was in Chicago, never leaving, and it never really caused a negative vibe vibe throughout the locker room. Like, oh, he's going to be here next year. 
now, yeah, he retired a couple of times, but there was never that speculation that like he's my he's just he's gonna go play for the Rockets next year with exactly. with Charles. Like, exactly. fuck this guy, pretty much. Um, all right. JC said Cavs had, team had a better defensive rating with Irving and Love on the bench. Just something to consider, though. That's a good point. Um, JC said the stuff about Tim Duncan. He said Kobe's 5-2 and two in the final series. of 7. He said Tim Duncan put up better numbers than KG when he was the number one option, though, Williams. So I'm taking Tim Duncan. He said, I think LeBron. Williams said, I think LeBron knows he doesn't have a chance in the world. And if he said that again, KD would go for 45 on him. Which is the truth. I, I said I, what again? Like what Dave was saying, I missed that guy that's like, I'm the best player in the world. I yeah. think when it was the Warriors of just Curry, Thompson, and Green, he really knew that like he could take that next step and maybe beat them. And not because I, I know William King will take this as like because KD's better. I think with the Warriors adding KD, LeBron knows he might not be able to go that monster mode where he just takes over and, win. and wins because it doesn't matter – how good he plays. Fair enough. If you're facing KD, Curry, Clay, Green, mm-hmm. he knows he might not be able to do anything about it. Yeah. Which yeah. he really might not. There might not be anybody in the NBA this year that can do anything about it. Possibly. I mean. I think the Rockets have a slight I, chance. I, I but I don't think if I'm LeBron James, I don't think I should have that in my mind, though. Which I don't think he does unless he's – I really don't think he does. He knows he's the best player in the league. He just – I don't know. They've had an interesting year. They didn't. They lost their second best player. The replacement was supposed to be Isaiah Thomas. Just came back and he's not very good. And then they lose their actual second best player. <laughs> no, I know. It's been interesting. All right, a couple more comments really quick. JC said LeBron's lucky he signed that no trade clause because if I was the owner, I would throw uh, his butt on the trade block and get a load for him. That's what I would do too. I said that the other day on the show. I wouldn't. You just ride it out with him unless, unless, let's say what's happening this month. I guess you can't even wait. That's the problem. Well, I mean, if he, if he told owners, let's say he just the owners knew he was gone, you trade him. Yes, but they didn't. They don't know he's gone. They, That's the they don't know. Yeah. I'm so I agree know. with you in that sense that like, yeah, if the owners knew he was gone, like they heard, okay, he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would trade him too. But the problem, everyone keeps saying, like, if I had the Cavs right now, I would do it. The problem is. If you don't know LeBron's leaving, would you actually do it? No, absolutely. That's not. the problem, right. and that sucks because people hated on Paul George for saying, "I'm not going to resign the Pacers." At least he helped them get Victor Oladipo. Right, I think it's actually a good move. Yeah, it was helpful. Um, Williams said, "I oops, sorry, wrong one." Williams said, "JC, you say, did you say not in the same class? You better go check KG's numbers." He said, "I I agree, LeBron would be on the meat market quick." <laughs> I like that. And JC said, "LeBron, LeBron, I I see that." L e b r u n Lebron, like runaway. Oh, Lebron is leaving for sure. I don't know if that was on purpose or on accident, but that was a good one. Yeah, the U. Well, there's only an I between the O and U on the keyboard. Yeah, it, JC was that on? Was that intentional? Like Le Run? Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Le I like runaway. It. I get that. Um, if he leaves, we're making shirts on our website with a picture of Lebron running and saying Lebron Lebron James. Lebron James. And he said, in your right, you will say that. He said, in your right, well, to say they're not in the same class is a bit harsh. Which is, Katie and Tim Duncan are in the same class of, like, talent. It's just they happen to, I'm just, my thing with that, Tim Duncan just happened to be in a better organization when he got drafted and was able to be more victorious. I mean, like. And and that's part of life. It is. Your situational. Maybe if Tom Brady was drafted by Cleveland, we wouldn't be talking about Tom Brady. At least Kevin Garnett is cooler off the court. 
Huh? He has his own show and stuff. He's cooler. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Um, and JC said, intentional family, of course. Mm-hmm. I like that. And Dane said, if free agency was today, LeBron couldn't leave fast enough. If the season ended today, like, yes, LeBron would be. I could totally, wouldn't even doubt that he'd be like, this is not working. Yeah. Here's the problem. If they start clicking, and I know I've even freaked out about Isaiah Thomas and said, like, he just sucks now. Yeah. But it's been 12 games. Let's give it time. If he ends up being fine and Kevin Love's good and they make the finals, LeBron could consider staying. But mm-hmm. if if they get booted out and they don't make the finals, he's out for sure. Yeah, I think right? so. Like, I think he's out. That's a good reason. Like, that's a good excuse. That's, see, that's an excuse. It's a good excuse for him to be like, well, see, we just don't have enough. Yeah, I, th- I think they make the final. Even if they make the finals and booze, he's out. He's left before after making the finals in Miami. It's not like making the finals is a stamp on I'm staying. True, but he hasn't left Cleveland after making the finals. I know. So let's see what happens. We're getting uh, two years after making the finals. And Dane said, I don't blame him for wanting to leave. Me either. Yeah, I, I don't either. Partially, yes and no. If like, he leaves, we don't know if he wants to True, leave. but I'm in the middle of that. Like, Part of me really just feels like he's already left once and come back. I, I do sometimes feel like it's not a good luck to keep running around, but I'll tell you this. If he goes somewhere to another city and wins another championship, it really does help his legacy right. rather than hurt it. But if he leaves and never wins again, that's where I'm like, you should have probably just stayed in Cleveland, at least to build your like legacy within an organization. Fair enough. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all we got. All right. Um, we'll come back after the break for sure. one short segment, and we'll let Sammy sign off. He's, he's playing injured. I'm playing injured. I'm on the I'm on the day to day right now. I got a little fever, but uh, we'll be back in about five minutes. I'm gonna do a little wrap up on the Super Bowl. We'll leave the rest of the NBA stuff to this rest of the week, the rest of the year. We got like I we said, 215 lot, yeah. days. We're gonna do our quick Twitter reaction stuff that I want to okay, talk to you about. We'll sign off a little early. Yeah, we'll sign off early. All right, we'll be right back. See you soon. You can get any hot beverage for one dollar with the Seven Eleven app. Wait, any hot beverage. Any hot beverage you want for just $1. Even a pumpkin spice latte? (sighs) Even a pumpkin spice latte. But are you judging me because I'm a man who PSLs? Mostly I'm judging you because you're rooting for the other team. But also because you can get any hot beverage at any size for $1 with your 7-Eleven app and you only get a pumpkin spice latte. Hey man, I like what I like. 7-Eleven, be game day ready. Plus tax where applicable, valid at participating locations. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. 